Welcome to Inspiration Health Radio. I'm Michelle McCormick. Today, our conversation is about aches and pains and when the pain needs to be examined. Many of us think we're too young to have that A word, arthritis. But does age really matter when it comes to pain in our muscles, bones, joints, ligaments, and tendons? I think not. Our conversation today is with a rheumatologist who's going to help us learn more about reading our aches and pains a little bit better. But first, Millennium Physician Group is a leading comprehensive independent physician group in Florida with more than 560 healthcare providers at 150 locations in 19 Florida counties, serving nearly half a million patients. Millennium Physician Group is your connection to a healthier life. You can learn more at millenniumphysician.com. Connection, innovation, Inspiration Health. Welcome to Inspiration Health Radio, sponsored by Millennium Physician Group. Each week, we talk about the healthcare issues that are important to you, inviting providers and experts to inspire you to take control of your healthcare decisions. Millennium Physician Group, your connection to a healthier life. Now, join us for a healthcare journey as we work together to achieve the best health outcome for you. Ugh, my aching bones. How many times have you said that? They're not just words we're hearing from our elders. Pain, swelling, stiffness in our bodies is probably an everyday occurrence for most of us. You wake up, you stand up after sitting for a long while and even experience these symptoms all the time. Well, we're going to help you kind of break through it through a rheumatologist. Uh, We're going to talk with him about diagnosis, detection and treatment. Today, our guest is Millennium Physician Group's Dr. Drew Huffman. He is a rheumatologist located at our Bay Meadows Road East location right here in Jacksonville. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hello. Welcome. How are you? I'm so excited you're here today. Um, You're new to Jacksonville. You're new to Millennium Physician Group. Give us a little background about yourself, about your, um, you know, where you went to school and all that good stuff. Will do. So I started out med school in Iowa. Then I did an internal medicine residency, University of Kansas. And then I did University of uh, Louisville for rheumatology fellowship. Uh, I was in the South, Mississippi, for several years, uh, then went up north and returned back to the South here in Jacksonville. Yeah, I can't beat it, can you? Can't beat it. I know you're, you've really uh, found your home at the ocean. I have. And you know, we haven't had rain for a week, so I'm, I'm just as happy as everyone else here. Right. We're really kind of having some fall-like <laughs> symptoms here in Jacksonville. Well, welcome to town and welcome to our Bay Meadows Road East location. Um, it's, it's one of our, our largest offices in Jacksonville, so we're excited that you're now a part of it. You're one of our first specialists. Great people. Well, good. Great people. Good to hear it. So, um, rheumatology. Yes. Break it down for us. Pain I know. And suffering. <laughs> right. Pain and suffering. So, so this is one reason I did rheumatology. Um, a couple unique things about rheumatology. Men and women are almost equally affected. Uh, young, middle-aged, elderly. Uh, and there isn't a ton. We're learning more about the lifestyle choices that can maybe impact it. But certainly, whenever I came out initially, there wasn't really, it wasn't something that you did. Uh, it didn't have the same connotation like diabetes or heart disease. You just kind of got rheumatoid arthritis or lupus. Uh, and so all of those factors made me want to do rheumatology. And, and basically, uh, it's amazing how common it is. I grew up um, in Dallas and I had a girlfriend at the time from high school who was 16 years old, diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, so juvenile. Yes. And we were all like, what is this? And how did she become affected at such a young age? Um, as the years have, have gone on and, and we've grown up, she's had several hip replacements. I mean, this is something that affected her entire life. What is what is that? So. University of uh, Children's Hospital up in the University of Cincinnati, uh, probably the closest thing we have is a study they did several years ago uh, when they looked at Epstein-Barr virus. And almost all of us have been exposed to Epstein-Barr. So some thoughts right now are it's the aftermath of a chronic infection or an infection. 
Uh, certainly, we're looking at nutrition. Uh, but in short, uh, rheumatoid is in a group of diseases called inflammatory arthritis. So the first thing you have to do uh, is break down uh, arthritis into either being inflammatory or mechanical. So rheumatoid is, is clearly a, a case of an inflammatory arthritis, and I'll get more into that in, in a few minutes. Okay. All right. Sounds good. What in your practice is the most common disorder that you are treating right now? Uh, Osteoarthritis, degenerative arthritis, is certainly the most common. So arthritis in general, uh, 92 million Americans have arthritis, doctor diagnosed or report symptoms consistent with arthritis. Um, about 32 million have osteoarthritis, and the remaining have, and there's many different inflammatory subsets, and so the rest fall into that category. Osteoarthritis is clearly the most common, typically middle to, eight, middle, to four, middle 40s, maybe a little upper 40s. Uh, and it progresses as we get older. Osteo is simply a mechanical issue where we get loss of cartilage in the joint space. If it happens in the joints, we call it osteoarthritis, and most of us have heard of degenerative arthritis of the spine, and it's basically the same issue. Uh, loss of cartilage, less cartilage, less cushion, less cushion, more pain. Is that what causes my bones to crack? That's part of the, the pain and suffering that you have. <laughs> and, and what's unique about that is it gives you what's called gel phenomenon, and you, you mentioned earlier that if you sit too long or you wake up in the morning, it takes you a while to get going. That's called gel phenomenon. Now, unlike the inflammatory conditions, that stiffness resolves pretty quickly, you know, by minutes. Uh, you and I are sitting in a chair, and if we sit here too long, we're going to get up. But by the time we get to the door, we're going to be pretty limbered up. That's our osteoarthritis. Okay, yeah, because I do suffer from, uh, when I stand up from a chair, the back yeah. of my knee starts yeah. to hurt. And I was like, Dr. Drew, why, why is the back of my knee hurting when I stand up all of a sudden? And uh, I, th I think the very first thing you told me was... You got a little arthritis in your knee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's probably a little arthritis. And maybe you got what's called a Baker's cyst. Because as I wear out that cushion in my knee, I develop a fluid from the irritation. Well, that fluid can't come to the front of my knee because I got a, a patella, a kneecap. And so it drifts to the back and I get a Baker's cyst. And those are very common as well. Well, last, about almost a year ago, I had a meniscus tear, which I had repaired. And yep. one of the very first things the um, orthopedic surgeon said to me is, you will have arthritis in your You're knee. Or you arthritis. do have it. And right. it's inevitable. Is most it's arthritis inevitable? inevitable? <laughs> it's pretty much inevitable. I, I tell you. Uh, so first of all, osteoarthritis, and again, I, I want to use osteo synonymously with degenerative uh, because they are the same. They're non-inflammatory, so a couple nice things about that as opposed to something like rheumatoid uh, is it's not a systemic issue. You don't have to worry about your liver, your kidney, your heart, your eyes. It doesn't affect organs. It gives you pain and stiffness. Now, it can give you deformities in the sense of as I wear out that cartilage, I'm going to get an enlarged bone. So these people say, oh, yeah, my knee is really big now. And, and that's called bony hypertrophy, and it comes because I've worn out that cartilage. Um, the, the big thing about that is it's diagnosed by x-ray, so it's very easy and, and very inexpensive to diagnose. We get an x-ray, and we show you this is where you should be, and this is where you're at. Uh, there's only a couple things you can do, and everyone's, everyone's wanting to know what they can do uh, to prevent progression. Obviously, the most important is keep our weight down. So there's a one-to-four ratio. For every pound I gain, I add four pounds of pressure to my joint. Mm. So keeping our weight down, keeping good muscle tone, especially like if I have bad knees, keeping, making sure that my quadriceps strength is good. Uh, so we've got weight reduction, muscle tone, an anti-inflammatory diet, 
avoid tobacco, and that's about it. Okay. Well, the, that pretty much hits all the, the biggies. That's the biggies. Yeah, for yeah. most of them. Well, and, the, and the diet is a big one. The that, diet is a big one um, because with the extra weight that you're carrying, you're adding, like you said. You're adding the weight. And and I tell you, if you look at the stats here, again, of you know roughly 90 million people with arthritis, uh, and there's some other stats that are pretty impressive. Uh, one out of four people with arthritis end up with heart disease. Mm. Uh, 16% with diabetes. 18% with depression and 19% with respiratory issues. And what happens is if we get bad arthritis, what do we do? We less we stop being as active. And with that comes heart disease, weight gain, diabetes, depression. And so arthritis is a trigger for other comorbid things that are just as damaging. Wow. And we are going to get into a lot of that. We are talking with Millennium Physician Group's rheumatologist, Dr. Drew Huffman. And stick around. We're going to continue this conversation. We're going to do a really deep dive more into arthritis and learn more about some of the anti-inflammatory autoimmune diseases that come along with rheumatology. So the conversation will continue. Inspiration Health Radio, sponsored by Millennium Physician Group, will be right back after we take a quick stretch break. Right, Dr. Drew? We're going to stretch. All right. Stick around. Welcome back to Inspiration Health Radio, sponsored by Millennium Physician Group. Each week, we talk about the healthcare issues that are important to you, inviting providers and experts to inspire you to take control of your healthcare decisions. I'm Michelle McCormick. Today, our conversation is about aches and pains and when the pain needs to be examined. Many of us think we're too young to have that A word, you know, arthritis, but it does uh, really matter when it comes to pain, no matter what your age is. Our muscles, bones, joints, ligaments, and tendons all feel some kind of achiness. Our guest today is Millennium Physician Group's Dr. Drew Huffman. He's located at the Bay Meadows Road East location in Jacksonville. And Dr. Drew, we were having a great conversation right before our stretch break. Fascinating. Yes. Um, And we were really focusing a little bit on osteoarthritis. So, you know, if we have it, how can we treat it besides losing weight, stopping smoking, you know, all the stuff, eating better. Good diet. Yeah, we know all that. But what else can we do? I tell you, um, and I want to touch real quick on, on diet. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, so if we talk about the anti-inflammatory diet, uh, the, we're just going to hit the biggies. Sugar. Sugar is big. Now, if you're going to use a, an artificial sugar like aspartame or, you know, with your Diet Coke, I prefer just do sugar. Mm-hmm. If we're going to have sugar versus a sugar substitute, do the sugar. Uh, the only fairly safe would be stevia or truvia. Okay. That, I was going to ask about stevia. Stevia and truvia are going to be much better than the others. Uh, I personally think raw honey is probably the best. Not the honey at the grocery store. <laughs> the honey you buy on the, on the from, road. From the bee. From the bee on the road. <laughs> that honey is what you want to get. Uh-huh. Don't get the stuff at the grocery store. Uh, so diet is important. Sugar, simple carbs. We do need carbs, but we don't need simple carbs. Uh, basically that old uh, saying that you've heard of it tastes good. You probably shouldn't have it. So white things. Um, we, we try and do complex carbs brown rice over white rice, wheat bread over white bread, uh, processed foods, fried foods. All I the good the stuff. All shrimp. the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know the fried shrimp. You know, we like fried shrimp down here. So you got the fried foods, you got the sodas. Uh, those are the biggies. So once we focus on minimizing those and dairy, cow's, cow's milk. So I prefer people who do almond milk, soy milk, oat milk, one of the, one of the alternatives. Once you can kind of cut down on sugar, dairy processed, fried sodas, mm-hmm. simple carbs, that's as good as you can do. Get some exercise, increase your muscle strength. After that, uh, you have a couple options. 
Uh, you can try supplements. Back in the day, glucosamine chondroitin sulfate, osteobioflex, was very big. Uh, the problem with the supplements currently, whether it's glucosamine chondroitin sulfate, hyaluron, boswellia, bromelain, all those things, uh, they, haven't, they don't have any studies showing that they actually are going to prevent progression. They can reduce pain. Short of that, what we do is pain management. And I, mm-hmm. That's not a great word, but... Right. It answer. does have a little bit of a misconnotation to it. It does. People think uh, you're getting into like the opiates at that point. And there's a lot of other options before you get there. But there's something that people need to understand about pain. So if, I, if I'm living in pain, a couple things can happen. Pain's going to increase my sugar. Uh, because I, I get cortisol release. So if I live in pain, I'm going to have higher sugar, higher blood pressure. I'm not going to be as active. Mm-hmm. And all of this is going to make me depressed and angry. Right. And hard to live with. So we do want to treat pain. Our options right now include anti-inflammatories. And, and we have over-the-counter ibuprofen, Motrin, Advil, Aleve. Uh, we have prescriptions like Celebrex and Mobic, uh, to name a few. You can do some Tylenol. Uh, I don't like people doing a ton of Tylenol. Try and keep Tylenol between 1,000 and 1,500 a day max. Uh, topical analgesic creams like Biofreeze, Diclofenac, muscle relaxers, and eventually you can get down to the opioids. Yeah, uh, I think anti-inflammatory di- uh, diets used to be like a big deal. Big. A big deal. Um, and and I like what you're saying because I agree with you on the sugar thing. If, if, yeah. if I'm getting a no sugar latte or something, I'd rather have the real sugar because, right. you know, it, it, the other say, stuff just hurts. Yeah, and if people say, well, I'm going to have a Diet Coke, well, that's aspartame. So, and there's a whole thing I can talk about with those things. But uh, they, they kind of encourage hypoglycemia. Uh, so really just have regular sugar, but again, preferably raw honey. So when a, when a primary care physician refers a patient to, yes. to you, um, what are some of the first things you're, you're checking with that patient? Uh, the first thing we want to know is morning stiffness and joint swelling. So one differentiation between osteoarthritis and the inflammatory arthropathies, like rheumatoid, for example, is the morning stiffness. The stiffness is typically much longer in the inflammatory conditions. Osteo doesn't particularly have joint swelling, whereas the inflammatory ones do. Mm -hmm. So we take a history, we get a story, and then we do the exam, and then we look at blood work. Do most people want to start with uh, medication treatment? No. No? I mean, I think most people, uh, certainly most people want less pain, and they want less stiffness. I've had a couple people in my day who have been very strict with the diet, made some real aggressive lifestyle changes. It helps some. I've never met anyone yet who it changes their world and they don't need something. Uh, So I think most people just want to hurt less. Mm -hmm. and They want less pain, less stiffness, so they can enjoy their lives more. Yeah, but they want it now. Like instantly. Well, that's all of us. Yeah, <laughs> that instant gratification and yeah, no if pain. I can, if, I, if I can't get it yesterday, I don't want it. Right, exactly. Yeah. So um, back to inflammatory. Is there yeah. a um, is there a large number of people that are struggling with that? Uh, you know, about one out of every 12 women will have an autoimmune rheumatic inflammatory condition sometime in their life. In a male, it's one out of 20. So they're very common. Uh, rheumatoid is the one that we've all heard of. There are some very, <clears throat> excuse me, there are some rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, mixed connective tissue disease, Sjogren's, there's a lot of them. But they all follow the same pathway. And that pathway is where a person's immune system has decided to generate an inflammatory response against themselves. What's different about the inflammatory versus osteo is you have the potential for organ damage and you have the potential for joint destruction. 
And so these, you know, the inflammatory arthropathies fall much more into diabetes, thyroid, a systemic medical condition that needs addressed. And is that because they already have an underlying problem or is not, not usually, no, but I can tell you autoimmune things like playing in the park uh, together. So if you have thyroid disease or diabetes and then you have some joint pain, so there's a couple things that always kind of fall together, joints, uh, bowel issues, stomach problems. So if I've got, you know, problems with my belly, rash, joints, underlying history of diabetes or thyroid, it's much more likely I'm going to have an autoimmune rheumatic issue as well. Mm -hmm. Dr. Drew Huffman is a rheumatologist with Millennium Physician Group, and we are discussing uh, all things uh, aches and pains, really. All things aches and pains. So you you touched on it briefly, and, and we can pick this up later in the show as well. Systematic autoimmune disease, lupus. You hear a lot of people, mm. I've heard a lot of people, oh, I have lupus or I have mm. a form of lupus or can we touch I can a do a bit? whole segment on blood test. Okay. <laughs> because everyone looks at that blood test and says, oh, I was told I have lupus. Um, you know, in short, real quick, whenever you look at diagnosing somebody with an inflammatory arthritis or autoimmune connective tissue disease, We look at your story, your exam, the labs, and your response to treatment. Our blood work is okay. It's not great. Let me say that again for peeps. Mm -hmm. Uh, The blood work is okay, not great. Okay. So the ANA is the most common blood test seen in lupus. Unfortunately, it can be seen in autoimmune liver disease, thyroid disease, primary pulmonary hypertension. It can be seen as a normal variant, a false positive. Mm. So the blood tests are okay, not great. Even the best blood test we have is only 90% specific, which leaves a 10% window that it may not mean anything. So, I mean, I guess that means it's possible people are being treated for something they might not even have. In, not in, I mean, no, just yes. in general. Yes. So the cool thing about rheumatology, and one reason I really like it, is it's still very clinical. It's not a cookie cutter. I can't just look at a blood test and tell you what you got. Uh, I have to do an exam. I have to listen to you. and I have to make a decision. So what I really like about rheumatology, and that's one problem with it, if you will, you can go to one rheumatologist, I think you have lupus. Another rheumatologist, I think it's a false positive. Hmm. All right. Well, Dr. Drew Huffman is going to stick around with us. We're going to have a lot more to talk about after this little stretch break. We're going to take another one because of our aches and pains. That's right. we got to get those knees moving. we got to get moving. we got to get out of the chair here, Dr. Huffman. <laughs> Let's do our squats real quick. Come on, squats. Come on. Then. So, everybody, we're going to take a break, and we're going to do some squats. Inspiration Health Radio is sponsored by Millennium Physician Group. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Inspiration Health Radio, sponsored by Millennium Physician Group. I'm Michelle McCormick. Each week, we're talking about healthcare issues that are important to you, inviting providers and experts to inspire you to take control of your healthcare decisions. Today, our conversation about aches and pains and when does that pain need to be examined and seen by a specialist. Many of us think we're too young to have that A word, you know, arthritis. But does age really matter when it comes to pain in our muscles, bones, joints, ligaments, and tendons? I don't think so. I think we need to uh, get that checked out as soon as possible. And that's what we're finding out now. We're talking with Millennium Physician Group's Dr. Drew Huffman. He's a rheumatologist at our Bay Meadows Road East location in Jacksonville. And Dr. Huffman, in the last segment, segment we, we touched briefly on um, a little bit of lupus, but mostly stressing the need of a blood test and mm-hmm. the accuracy of a blood test mm-hmm. going forward. Let, let's take a deeper dive into that. Yeah, I think if I can, I'm going to digress. Mm-hmm. 
because I want to touch base a little bit about what should even inspire somebody to think about getting a blood test. Okay. Uh, so one issue with inflammatory conditions, and we talked a little bit about osteo. Okay, that's loss of cartilage in the joint, blah, blah, blah. You get pain. If you have the following, I think it, it would be in your best interest to think about getting some blood work. One is if you wake up in the morning and your stiffness exceeds 15, 20 minutes. If you wake up and you can't make a closed fist or you, you feel stiff that, gets, that, that improves with activity and lasts greater than 20 minutes, if you have swollen, swollen joints, if you can't straighten your elbows, straighten your knee, if you can't fully extend your joints, uh, these are all con- things that would prompt you that, okay, I need some blood work done. And that can be at any age. Any age. Right. Any, any age. Um, and, and then what happens is, okay, I wake up in the morning, I've got this new stiffness, it lasts 30 minutes, but as soon as I get moving, I feel a lot better. Uh, I notice my hands are kind of swollen some. It's time I go to my doc and say, hey, would you mind running a couple blood tests? The, most, the, the first test that needs to be run is called a sedimentation rate. It's called a sed rate. It measures inflammation in the body. Is it great? No. Remember, none of our blood tests are great. Every blood test we have is okay. Mm-hmm. It's a piece of the puzzle. Uh, so the sed rate will measure inflammation. Then we can start diving into autoantibodies like the ANA, like the rheumatoid factor, and others. The ANA is the least specific of all of them. So all that does with me is prompt me to say, okay, guess what? You get more blood work. Mm. So if somebody comes to me and all they have is an ANA, my first response is, hey, <laughs> you're going to go to the lab. Okay, well, it's, it's, and we have a lab at, at, our, at all of our offices, which is really helpful. And for those who have already seen me, you guys know how much I enjoy getting blood work. <laughs> so yes, you're probably, if all you have is an ANA, we're going to have to get some more blood work. The other thing, you know, there's little hints like the blood count, a complete blood count. And so I think the lab, again, it's a piece of the puzzle. What I want to impress upon people is if you have an ANA, don't go home, Google it, and say, oh, my gosh, I've got lupus. Right. The answer is maybe. Okay, yeah. A a lot of people will do, am I in the right range? I'm a little high. I'm a little low. I need more of this. I need less of that. Uh, and and lupus though, it, it's very it's a wide ranging well, disease, and it's a, and right? It's, it's it's wide and it's a scary word for a lot of people. I want you to think about this. Um, so if I have a headache, okay, what can be the cause of my headache? Well, it might just be tension. Mm-hmm. It can be anything from tension to migraine to cancer, right? So lupus, rheumatoid. I can have very mild lupus. In fact, I've treated people who their only symptom is fatigue. Or you can have very aggressive lupus. All of these autoimmune conditions are like everything else. They can be very mild. They can be severe, just like everything else. Mm-hmm. Does, does lupus go into remission? Can. We don't necessarily talk about remission. Probably more likely with rheumatoid. Um, and unfortunately, what we it still has to be managed, mm-hmm. usually. Sometimes rheumatoid can go into remission, but not so much lupus. Now, are they both a form of arthritis? Yes, they are both. Well, they're both a form of my immune system not liking me. Okay. My immune system, for whatever reason, has decided to look at me as something it's got to get rid of. And that's what they all are. Again, whether it's rheumatoid or lupus or Sjogren's or mixed connective tissue disease, these are all conditions where my immune system has decided, hey, I need to, I need to go after you. And that's what gives us the pain, swelling, and stiffness. And our treatment is still rather barbaric. I love all the commercials. All of those new commercials for these drugs, they make it sound so, I don't know, scientific and, and brilliant. And, and yeah, they're great drugs. But in, in short, what all of our drugs do is suppress that immune response. That's it. So not fixing it. 
We're not fixing much. Yeah. No. <laughs> Just making it a little more comfortable to go play We're, with our kids. Well, and, and, uh, and if you look at, so lupus is not an erosive issue. Rheumatoid is an erosive issue. So rheumatoid will go into your joint. It'll eat up the cartilage and the bone, and you'll see erosion. Very similar to psoriatic arthritis. Uh, lupus is not that way. Now, we do know that these fancy drugs and they have all the great commercials, we do know that they stop the progression of erosive disease. And we know that in lupus, we know that our treatment protects organ damage. So that's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if, why do I want my hemoglobin A1C less than six? Well, because diabetes can affect my kidney. It's a, it's a vascular issue. Mm-hmm. And so just like rheumatoid and lupus, we want to keep those numbers low. We want to keep the swelling, stiffness gone. So what about any type of physical or occupational therapy? Great. Uh, I tell everyone, I don't care if you just walk to the mailbox and back. Okay. Stay active. Yeah. Probably the best commercial and I, is Celebra- the Celebrex had a commercial where they said a body in motion stays in motion. We have to stay active mm-hmm. uh, because, again, part of the treatment is to maintain muscle strength and to decrease weight, keep our weight down and keep muscle muscle tone good. Yeah. And uh, just like, like you were saying, like squeezy balls. Squeezy balls, walking. Now, ideally with arthritic things, you want low impact. Okay. So yoga, Pilates, uh, elliptical, swimming, cycling, uh, especially with the knee. Knees are big with people. Mm-hmm. Really quadricep. And, and so if you look at things, uh, it's really corn base. So I want to work on the abs and I want to work on the legs. If I'm going to do any, if I'm going to focus on anything, those two areas of my body need to be the t- primary attention. We're having our conversation today with rheumatologist Dr. Drew Huffman from Millennium Physician Group and learning so much about uh, arthritis and how it affects our bodies and, and some treatments. What about joint and tendon injections? Sure. I mean, what do you, I mean, what <laughs> okay, do you, so, so uh, a couple caveats. So there's this new, th- not new, it's not new, but the gel shots people. Oh yeah. Can you put that gel stuff in my knee or right. my shoulder? Uh, I, unfortunately I got some bad news. They haven't actually shown again to prevent worsening in theory. It's a, it's a building block for cartilage. That was a great theory. We haven't really proven that, but it can reduce pain. Yeah. Uh, steroid injections into a joint can reduce pain or into tendons. The problem is if you do it repeatedly over years, it's actually, it actually degrades the cartilage. So I I tell people, if you get great benefit from a steroid shot, that's fine. Every four months, every three to four months, as long as you can go without getting one, Mm -hmm. but don't think it's going to actually fix it. Fix. Well, at what point do you refer to an orthopedic surgeon? Uh, You know, I hope the orthopods don't get too upset with me on this, but really there's only two times that you need to consider an orthopedic surgeon and a replacement. One, significant instability. So your osteoarthritis, especially knee, hip, something like this, is giving me so much instability that I'm unst- I have an unsteady gait, I'm falling. Then it's time to talk to an orthopedic surgeon. Or if your pain cannot be controlled. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're maxed out on all the things you can take for pain and you're still hurting, it's time to talk to the surgeon. Okay. All right. Good advice from Dr. Drew Huffman. Well, coming up, we're going to wrap up our conversation in our final segment. We're going to have some top three takeaways. So you're going to want to stick around for that. The conversation will continue. Inspiration Health Radio sponsored by Millennium Physician Group. We'll be right back in just a minute. Welcome back to Inspiration Health Radio, sponsored by Millennium Physician Group. I'm Michelle McCormick. Every week, we're going to talk to you about healthcare issues that are important and 
what you need to know for you and your family. We're going to invite providers and experts to inspire you to take control of your healthcare decisions. Today, we've been talking about aches and pains. When does that pain need to be examined? And our guest has been Millennium Physician Group's Dr. Drew Huffman, a rheumatologist at our Bay Meadows Road East location right here in Jacksonville. And Dr. Drew, we have touched on a lot of things. So um, Lots of stuff. Lots, lots of good of, stuff. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good aches and pains. So um, we talked a little bit or a lot about arthritis <laughs> and about waking up with those aches and pains. And, yes. um, you know, is it good to, to get up and do a five minute stretch or is it good to, um, you know, you know, open and shut your fingers and your toes and do lots of stretches. Um, what do you recommend for folks who aren't quite like at like an arthritis pain level mm-hmm. requirement to come see someone like you or, mm-hmm. or when is it enough? I always tell people do anything. Okay. We don't have an issue. You know, typically we have two types of people in the world. Those who do enough and those who don't do anything, mm-hmm. I don't, I just want people to start doing something. Yeah. Stretching is good. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm more into low impact, uh, muscle strengthening, uh, for the joints. Is there a denial though? Like people are like, Oh, I don't have arthritis. I mean, when I was told that I probably will have it in my knee, I was I, like, yeah, not me. I tell you, it's like everything else in the sense of we have to kind of think ahead. So no, I don't have diabetes now. But if I keep eating what I'm eating and I keep gaining weight, I'm going to get type 2 diabetes. So if I don't keep my body in good shape or I don't make healthy choices, I'm going to probably get an arthritis. Remember, think about the numbers. One out of 12 women, one out of 20 men at some point in their life are going to get an inflammatory arthritis. That's not osteo. That's, that's some autoimmune inflammatory thing. How many people with osteo? 92 million. Mm. And again, that can start as, you know, as, as early as early 40s, mid 40s. And it just gets progressive if we if we don't if we're not proactive about it. Yeah. And so, I mean, like bone on so bone. Do, so do anything. So do anything. The basically. bone on bone pain. The bone on bone pain. So, yes. right. Even even my my daughter uh, in her very young 20s was told by a physical therapist, I think your your bones are rub, starting to rub against each other. Mm. And and she's in physical therapy. She has a knee, knee, knee pain. Nothing. We've had x-rays, MRIs, all that. No tears. But mm. maybe a little bit of bone on bone. And at a very young age. Maybe. Maybe. That's what I said. Maybe. I think that there, there is a thing called hypermobility syndrome. And, and this is super common. And, and people get it confused with Ehlers-Danlos. And for those who know about Ehlers-Danlos, you, you know what I'm talking about. But there is hypermobility, and that gives people joint irritation at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, I think the, the caveat is uh, to, to have some form of activity in your day. To, to be conscious about what you're putting into your body uh, and to focus on, again, weight, weight, weight because of the ratio to the joints. Uh, and we even know that, that weight affects osteoarthritis of the hands. There was a study that showed that, which is kind of weird. But, you know, if I gain weight, I'm going to get worse osteoarthritis in my hands, which mm-hmm. we, we all know back, hips, knees, ankles, right. weight bearing. But it even affects the hands, which is weird. Uh, tobacco, we certainly know that tobacco does two things. It increases your risk of osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. So our choices are very important in, in what we do. And we have to be proactive, like the di- like diabetes, right? And so what, what do I want people to do who aren't really there yet? Well, imagine if you were there. So if I'm not there yet, well, what do I have to do not to ever get there? Mm-hmm. Weight, diet, avoid tobacco, all that good stuff. Movement. Movement. <laughs> Lots of movement. Be happy. Move. Yes. It- 
it, for, for let's say a, a person who is clinically obese and they lose a significant amount of weight, mm-hmm. is this something that will, and, and I will eventually take the weight bearing off of the bones sure. enough to sure. take away some of the pain too? Sure. Yeah, again, remember it's a one to four ratio. So just like if I gain a pound, I add four pounds of pressure in my joints. If I take away a pound, I remove four pounds of pressure in my joints. Mm-hmm. So it, it's the weight is big. Weight and muscle tone and strength is huge with arthritis. Yeah, and a lot of the people are saying now that weight training kind of is superseding a little bit of cardio for that longer I, bone health. I, I tell you, and the... The, the cardiologists and endocrinologists won't be thrilled with me. We do aerobic exercise for a couple of reasons. Blood pressure, blood sugar, endorphins. You're, you're not doing it for joints. Uh, and you're not doing it for weight loss either. Uh, if you want to lose weight, it's, it's muscle strength. It's tr- muscle training. Mm-hmm. Uh, and typically core and base, core and base. So my abs, my back, my quads, my hams, my gluteus. <laughs> uh, that's what I got to focus on if I'm going to do weight. Uh, things like CrossFit and all this heavy stuff. Uh, my aerobic stuff is really good for blood pressure, blood sugar, endorphin release. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we need to do those lower impact to help our bones yes. for sure. Our guest is Millennium Physician Group's Dr. Drew Huffman, a rheumatologist with our Bay Meadows Road East location here in Jacksonville. And all right, we promised the top three takeaways. Top three takeaways. From our conversation today. Dr. Huffman, you, what is your number is one? A, is there a drum roll? <laughs> the first thing is know when you should get an opinion from a specialist like rheumatology. Again, because if you have prolonged morning stiffness, joint swelling, you tend to be better as long as you're moving. You have family history for autoimmune disease. You really need somebody to peek at you. Again, these are not like osteoarthritis, which is just a localized issue. These autoimmune rheumatic conditions are systemic, and they can affect organ function. So that's the number one takeaway is, is if your primary care or some other doc you know, doesn't really think much Call a rheumatologist indirectly, just just directly, I mean. Um, because, if, again, morning stiffness, joint swelling, time to be looked at. Okay. All right. Good advice. Number two? Choices. <laughs> you know, jo- choice is one of my favorite things because it's one of the hardest things. Um, but my number two takeaway is really be proactive even if you, if you don't have anything yet. The way we don't get it is through our choices. And so be very cognizant about trying to work towards an anti-inflammatory diet and trying to make healthier choices. Mm-hmm. That's not only going to help arthritis, it's going to help diabetes, heart disease, it's going to help everything. Yeah, your, your, maybe your sleep or sleep. In, 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 you know, your functionality. Well, not that anybody has stress these days. <laughs> no, no, we there don't, no we don't want to lessen that at all. <laughs> <laughs> we don't sublimate stress, do no, we, Michelle? No. We're not in a pandemic or anything. <laughs> What's your third thing, Dr. Huffman? The third thing is blood work. Don't get hung up on the blood work. The blood work, you know, if I'm trying to put a puzzle together, I need more than one piece. It's hard to call it a puzzle if there's just (laughs) one piece, right? So the lab is a piece of the bigger picture. So don't get hung up too much on the blood work. Mm -hmm. If you have a good doc, he'll tell you, yes, you can get hung up on this test. But don't go to Dr. Google Look up your blood work and say, oh, my gosh, I've got lupus or I've got this or I've got that. Wait for the evaluation. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, uh, great information today. Thank, Thank you. you so much with uh, the arthritis. I feel like every bone in my body now <laughs> needs to <laughs> needs to be stretched out. That's I, right. I need to crack all my fingers. Actually, let's talk myths. Is there myths. cracking fingers? Do it, do it all day long if you want. <laughs> do it all day long. I'm not hurting my bones. Unless it, unless it really annoys the person next to you. That's do it more. Because you might actually get more physical pain. You might be in physical pain, but it won't be because of you popping your knuckles. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, and uh, no, there's a, that's a myth. That's nothing. Yeah. That's nothing. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. Well, in order to get in contact with Dr. Huffman, if you need to uh, see a rheumatologist for all of your aches and pains, he can be reached at 904-420-6202. That's 904-420-6202. You can always find him at millenniumphysician.com under find a provider. And that is Dr. Drew Huffman. Thank yes. you. I appreciate your time today uh, and really just kind of breaking down the bones a little bit and talking about why we have some of our aches and pains. Aches and pains. Yeah. Pain and suffering. Yeah. It's just one of those consequences of being alive. You know, that's one thing that happens. The body doesn't last forever. Oh, don't say that. But we can definitely help you feel better. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of good suggestions on nutrition, especially yes. and and. and you know, weight bearing on our bones. Yep. All right. Well, the conversation will continue next time on Inspiration Health Radio. Your healthcare journey, very important to us. And our goal at Millennium Physician Group is to work together to achieve the best health outcome for you. And that starts with seeing your primary care provider and our specialists. See our website for a full list of offices and providers like Dr. Huffman at millenniumphysician.com. In good health, I'm Michelle McCormick. Have a great day.